this 130 pound like five foot two six year old manager (laughs) he ends up sweeping so fast that the broom takes over (laughs) he just becomes the broom he is a broom when I my some of my favorite memories of working there is some of the movies that would play the end credit theme song like if it was a good like song or like good composer like he would like sweep to the beat of the music like <laughs> when Star Wars uh, came out Force Awakens and I always have to clean the theaters because mm-hmm. it'd be messy as hell and he would literally sweep to the Rise of the Resistance like theme song like are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god! Yeah, he was the sweepinator. Imagine doing the binary sunset thing. Dude, I remember. I don't. We never worked there for this. We never worked there for this, but apparently he brought in a leaf blower. He's got like a whole suit on and everything. Imagine like you you arrive early and there's just some dude. And they're leaf blowing popcorn. You remember when? <laughs> I, hold on, it can get ridiculous at that theater too. Mm-hmm. When when it gets busy, well, yeah, but you just gotta you just gotta do it, man. You just gotta upsell that small to a large. Yeah, exactly. Call it good. Stay fucked. You can do a rhythm. It's fucking easy, <laughs> dude. I like. I always tried to like guessing what movies people were gonna see before they told me. <laughs> Let me guess. Like, oh, this old Medieval. couple they they want to see Fifty <laughs> Shades of Grey or something. I remember I was working there when Live by Night was in the theater, and I was like really excited to sell them a ticket to Live by Night. And one couple came in; no one bought a ticket for it. One couple came oh. in and was like, "Yeah, I think we're gonna do Live by Night." I'm like, "Yes, one ticket to, or two tickets to Live by Night." And they're like, oh, "Oh, sorry, Patriots Day." I was like, "Oh, uh, <laughs> oh no!" Then I had to void the Live by Night tickets, and then oh, you Patriots already sold Day them and, and everything? Get... Yeah, yeah. They're wow. like, "Oh no, we meant Patriots Day." Like I said, well, "Yeah, theater number four down to your left." Like. Second one down to the left, and then they came back like, "Oh, we meant Patriots." Day. It's like halfway through the movie, they're like, "Wait, Mark Wahlberg was it Mark Wahlberg supposed to be in this?" <laughs> Instead, they got Ben Affleck <laughs> uh, and El Fanning. Um, but yeah, so we're those movie dudes. Spencer, you want to take it away? Movies. Well, what do we do? On Spencer? that note, do we watch movies we've seen before? No, no, we watch movies that we well, haven't seen before, ooh. specifically critically acclaimed films that we've never seen ah. before. If you're joining us for the first time, that is what this podcast is. We put up a poll every Saturday in our Instagram stories, and our viewers vote on which movies we talk about in the podcast. The movie that won for me this week that we'll be talking about is a Bruce Lee film called Enter the Dragon. It came out in 1973, never seen a Bruce Lee film before, and that is the one we all had to watch. Yeah. What did we watch for you? So I picked a uh, a little film that takes place in the good old state of Maine, perhaps. Um, it was actually not filmed in Maine, but it was Dolores Claiborne from 1995 with uh, Kathy Bates, Jennifer Jason Lee, little uh, Stephen King, something's on there. So Christopher Plummer's Christopher in this Plummer. as well, and also John C. And John C. Riley. Riley. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh doing a weird main accent. But yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah but you um, know what? Every movie with a main accent is just horrible. And Nate, what was the one that we watched for you? I don't want to talk about mine. Yes. Can we just <laughs> skip over that and talk <laughs> That's about fine. something? Else? No, I'm just kidding. It was a Black oh. Orpheus, 1959. Never knew anything about it. And now I know everything about it. Let's do this. <laughs> God, <for that. laughs> okay, good. And, I'll have to pick your brain. And before we go, can we not use critically acclaimed films anymore? Because if I ever hear critically acclaimed and absentia in the same sentence. Can we stop? That was like a month ago, bro. I'm just saying. To be fair, though, I understand film is subjective. However, Absentia did have an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so, and, and it's from a very prestigious director nowadays. So. Uh, well, Michael F- Mike Flanagan making 80 accounts doesn't do anything. That's fine. Um, <laughs> fair enough. It was a yeah, budget so, issue. Uh, okay. But yeah, Black well, Orpheus. Movie... That was me. I think Nate wants to talk about Black Orfe- Orfeo as well. I don't. Not first. I want to get Dolores Claiborne out of the way. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, let's just have a feud about what movie we can talk about first, and then we can just start with the lowest flavor. I don't really care. It's fine. All right. So, Enter the Dragon. This one came out in 1973. It's one of Bruce Lee's most acclaimed films. It's about a martial artist who agrees to spy on a reclusive crime lord using his invitation to a like big tournament. I've never seen a movie from him. I've seen the Jackie Chan stuff, but not Bruce Lee. John, what did you think of this Bruce Lee craziness? Yeah, this one actually kind of surprised me. Um, the concept of having a tournament on this like island out in the middle of nowhere with the studios that has a bunch of money, um, I feel like has been done a million times. It's just a concept that's been explored. Um, it reminded me a lot of uh, the Scooby-Doo live-action movie a little bit. <laughs> because like How? Because they go out on this abandoned island and there's this guy with evil motives just trying to kill people. Okay. Sounds right. like a James okay. Bond movie. Right. Yeah, like there's just <laughs> you got me. I, sure. Yeah. So there's just <laughs> I couldn't help get that out of my mind, but that didn't mean I didn't enjoy the movie. I thought Bruce Lee was really fun in this. You could see that he's just enjoying the hell out of himself in like every scene he's in. Um the action was cool. I actually like some of the side characters. Um I don't know if this is like the original concept of like tournament on the island with this evil mastermind whatever. The villain wasn't actually that great, but um I, I had fun with it. It wasn't it wasn't insanely good, but I I, I enjoyed myself. So Bruce Lee, okay, and the dragon. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. And Nate, have you seen a Bruce Lee film before? No, no. Right. And he's he's a very intimidating person to look at, even he's if it's just through fit. a TV screen. It was very scary. Um, and just like yeah. he looked at some kid, and just the look on his face like burnt my eyebrows off. I was it was so intense. Um. <laughs> But very over the top, more over the top than I was expecting it to be. Like, I'd seen all the parodies of it, like from that 70s show and stuff where Fez does like the weird. <laughs> like, I didn't think that was legit <laughs> until I saw him do it. <laughs> and yeah. I went, oh, yeah. he, yep, yeah, he, he stomped on that guy. Yep, yeah, ooh, ow, yeah, ooh, yep, yeah, he's. He's doing that noise. That's kind of <laughs> feeling. Yeah, he would do animal noises. Oh yeah. my god! Full on animal. I'm surprised we didn't get like an elephant. He like punches <laughs> some guy, and you just hear. <laughs> I don't know if that's what. Just an go elephant all in like, with it but... if you're gonna do that, you know. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm up in the red here, so I don't want to go too loud. But uh, it was it was still fun though. I, I liked how each character just kind of had their motive, especially John Saxton, who was just like, "I'm gonna play golf and then fight these guys." That Let's was such a it. funny scene. He definitely scene, looked dude. like a golfer. And yeah. It, yeah. It, it's just and like, he's just doing all these like high-flying kicks for like out of nowhere for some reason. And he, it's like, oh shit. But there's one thing about this movie that made me very mad, and it was oh. John Saxon's character. It was his character. It was weird, because like the beginning of the movie, he's the biggest wimp. And then at the end, we'll get into it, but he his character's definitely not the same. This is the white guy, right? Yeah. Just yes. The, the white guy? Yep. Yeah. He's like a businessman mm-hmm. looking like The dude. older looking, like, yeah. 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 I thought there were some funny scenes with him, like the like the one where he's, uh, it's like toward the beginning when he's taking bets, mm-hmm. and, and then the guy who looks like uh, Eddie Griffith from Undercover Brother, which <laughs> I just got a lot of Undercover Brother vibes in this movie, too, and that made me happy. Um, it was because of the music, so, I think. It had that it, exploitation like, music. Oh, very absolutely. 70s. You could super, tell. Super 70s. Oh, yeah. No, you could tell that this was, like, inspiration for a lot of just, like, I think spoof movies in the future. Like, like I said, Scooby-Doo, Undercover Brother. They look Country at this and they have the sound effects. And, yeah. So, I guess that was nostalgic for me because I seem to always see these spoof movies before the actual movie. Like, Family Guy skits. I'll see the skit before <laughs> I see the inspiration for it. It's like, I don't know. So, it was just interesting. 
something I thought was super interesting about this one, and I actually noticed it within the first five or ten minutes, like when they're first introducing uh, the character and he's in this like fight, then he goes and talks to like his master or something. Like he talks to somebody, like an older guy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, the ADR was so bad. Mm-hmm. And, like you, you could tell he wasn't speaking English, but it was English dubbed. Yeah, and I couldn't tell if Bruce Lee was actually speaking mm-hmm. or if that was somebody else's voice. That scene itself was, was out of focus. It was kind of weird. So I was like, this is very strange and interesting, but let's see where it goes. It finds its footing and it actually kind of makes sense. Um, but this movie was shot with no sound. Every single sound that you hear was done in post-production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. all the fights, all the noises, the animal noises that Bruce Lee would do, uh, the footsteps, everything was done in post-production which is just like thinking <laughs> of that task is so daunting and so like holy shit like why much <laughs> respect terrible much respect so <laughs> exactly then that's my point is like i would get this, this definitely has a little bit more respect on that note that they were able to pull that off and did you guys notice that jackie chan was in three scenes in this movie oh no. was he i did yeah, not he was an extra and this was like one of his first kind of roles and he was uh, one of the guys that actually bruce lee hit in the face with like the nunchuck and he said, Jackie Chan has said, like, that is the worst injury he's ever had in his career, was that oh scene. And Bruce Lee I felt feel so like... bad after he hit him and was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, uh, I'll let you be in, like, the rest of my movies from here on out because of that because of that accident. <laughs> Holy shit. He died the next year, unfortunately, because Bruce yeah. Lee died when he was, like, 32. Yeah. Oh, and shit. He died the year this movie came out, which is so unfortunate because, like, you could you could see that Bruce Lee was going to be a huge star. He's on the level that. of Jackie Chan is now. He, like, he's yeah. Just, He'd be yeah. one of those stars that's like makes so many cameos in movies kind of thing now. Definitely. He would, yeah. and he yeah. would still kick ass. That's the thing. He, he would have been in the that Expendables. Good. That's for goddamn sure. Imagine you know, a Bruce yeah. Lee, Instead Jackie Jet Chan. Lee. Well, Chuck Chorus was. Uh, sorry, Chuck Norris. What was his name? Chuck <laughs> Chorus. Chuck Norris. <laughs> Chuck Norris. Is Jet? Okay. Is Chuck Norris was in Is it. Jet Lee his son? No, that was Brandon no, Lee. No. Uh, L-E-E-L-I uh, I was like yeah. damn because he kind of just like took over the reins or, yeah. But, yeah. but the movie I thought was just really fun knowing how much nostalgia you're going to get because I feel like most kung fu movies in some way pay homage to this one mm-hmm. just because of how classic it was and yeah the music just made it kind of fun just that it was just walking through the city and stuff it almost felt like dirty harry to me just the way it was shot the kind of gritty style to it it had the Um, the punch-ins and stuff like it it just went all out with that kind of camera the camera work that it just works for this type of thing you know yeah and just all you can see all three different characters just one guy was just kind of there. He's like, oh, I'm here to win. <laughs> John Saxton's there. Just kind of bet. I wonder how many times he says, want to bet? The entire movie. <laughs> yeah. At least nine times. Everyone's so down <laughs> to make bets with him, too. Like, I I feel like that wouldn't Yeah, and he's happen, the but... worst gambler ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think he won <laughs> all movie. No. Especially when he was watching those two prey mantises go at each other. But What was that scene? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But... That was so interesting because you know that like when those instances happen, like when you first, when you learn about something, like you feel like you should know, and then all of a sudden, like that comes into play, like so much more mm-hmm. in your life now. All of a sudden, you see it more frequently. But the thing when you and I were driving down to uh, Atlanta recently, and we listened to some podcasts and talking about how strong praying mantises were, and they could just take down like I've heard that know, like snakes and shit. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know that. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. awesome. And in this scene, there's this yeah, there's a scene where praying mantises are fighting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, that's that's interesting. But uh. <laughs> Enter the Dragon. This one was 
it was like I echo your points. It was fun. Uh, but when I go to a martial arts movie, I kind of want something more like police story where like, it's just like, it's, it's kind of more comedic. It's more fun. This one definitely has a more darker tone to it. Like it felt like a James Bond movie at times. Um, and I did like it. I did like it, but it kind of took a while for it to get going and to find its footing. Uh, but once it does, it is like, a whole lot of fun. And the whole third act fight sequence, especially the scene in the mirror room, yeah. It was so fun. It was so cool and uh, over the top as can be. But I thought that um, scene. Yeah, sorry to cut you that. off. I thought that scene was maybe a little too long, with was, not yeah. a lot happening. It was just they yeah. were utilizing the mirrors almost right, a little yeah. too much. Um, but yeah, it I, was. But I thought it was cool. Yeah, like some of the reveals and stuff. I thought it was kind of neat. And all those weapons and stuff that you would see, like the different hand. He, he has all those weapons, but the and... one he chooses is like. Are you gonna go with that? Yeah. <laughs> so Ger. you don't need a weapon with Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah. he, he's the master of the one one inch uh, punch. He is a where weapon. Where you can like give a devastating blow, which is one inches. Yeah. But that's, that's you guys nuts. can't say you weren't intimidated by like Japanese Hulk, right? Like, oh, I was. That was like I was a big what? man. That was a big oh my man. god, that was terrifying. It, it looked like his head got hit with a shrink ray, but the rest of his body stayed <laughs> the same. I was yeah. so confused. I'm like, yeah. what the heck? But he would just like, nope, nope. That dude crunch. was yoked. I was scared. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. And he probably Terrible. has a high-pitched voice, too. Bruce Lee, he gives off a more serious vibe. With Jackie Chan, he's he's a, I think he's just a better overall actor, so he can be funny and serious. And Police more, Story fits him. Yeah. yeah, but Bruce Lee was just like... Time on screen, too, to really kind of mm-hmm. develop. But also, isn't Police Story one of his early roles? So he pretty much was mm-hmm. already that talented. It, and he directed about it 11 years stuff. after it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. But yeah, Bruce Lee was just on top and fucking scary out of shape. At his heaviest, Bruce Lee was 160. And at wow, his like, that's lowest, actually, was 130. That's actually. As in, like, that's where he maintained. It was like always like in the third 130. But yeah. like. His muscle must have been way under like ten percent. Dude, imagine Crazy. Bruce Lee at one. How, like, I wonder how tall he was. He's probably like no taller than like five eight. Yeah, I was gonna say you know? five eight, probably yeah, five eight, five nine. Been, damn, pretty sure. But uh, grades, John, where are you? Yeah. Uh, where are you leaning for this one? I had a lot of fun with this one, and it was just it was very nostalgic because I thought of all these other movies. Um, but it was kind of cool to see where it all started and see, um, kind of the roots of Bruce Lee. One of the last movies he was actually able to to make so i would give this four out of five a lot of fun with it okay yeah four out of five mm-hmm. and uh nathan i echo that four good. out of five it was fun Ooh, i enjoyed it throughout like i was never bored um and it was just awesome because you you see kung fu and stuff like that martial arts you relate it to something like it had to start somewhere not saying it started with this movie but i think this movie just made it like mainstream fun very well known and it, it sucks that bruce lee's not here man he'd, he'd still be a star he'd, he'd still probably yeah. imagine him and tom cruise doing like stunts together mm-hmm. <laughs> just no stunt doubles their stunt doubles are sitting there like what the fuck are he we probably doing would have here? taken uh tom cruise's <laughs> role in mr impossible instead it would have been bruce lee's franchise you never know but honestly i <laughs> imagine <laughs> seeing that that yeah honestly wouldn't have been a bad thing mm-hmm. him running it's down the burj khalifa yeah <laughs> yeah it'd be, oh. cool. it'd be crazy to think about what what kind of film roles bruce lee would have if he didn't pass away 
so young and at, at the age of 32 it's kind of nuts like he was just starting his career but um enter the dragon this one i echo all your points i thought this was it was a ton of fun it was a fun martial arts film uh, i definitely want to see more bruce lee films now i think there's like fist of fury way of the dragon he actually fights chuck norris in that one hell yeah um so uh, I'm definitely interested to check out more of his, uh, his um, more of his films, but I'm going to go a little lower than you guys. I'm going to go three and a half out of five, just because I thought it took a little bit too long for me to finally get engaged with it. Once they kind of got yeah. to the island and he started doing his like spy work, I was like, okay, we're getting uh, we're under- we're figuring it out now. So I'm going to go three and a half out of five. I uh, I really like this one. I agree with you on that last point there. Um, but cool. Yeah, it looks like yeah. we liked it for but the yeah. most part. So what okay. do you guys want to... Enter the Dragon. <laughs> yeah. This one is on HBO Max. So if oh, you guys have HBO. that subscription, definitely give it a watch. Actually, all our movies this week uh, are on HBO Max. That seems to be where we're pulling from lately. Yep. Hey, they've got a good selection, got a good man. Yes, they do. It's, it's so good. Like, I'm finding new stuff every day that I'm just like, oh, we should watch that kind of thing. A lot of content. And they improved the interface, too, because HBO now had a shitty interface. Um, I no, still don't like how they have it smooth. alphabetical, but... Anyway, yeah. it just needs to come to Roku or like uh, I don't know some other streaming devices because it's only on Xbox, which is fine. But like I want to watch some of these in 4K. Yeah, it's I can't on. Do uh, well, if you have a Samsung Smart TV, Apple. My dad has it. No, maybe it's part of the <laughs> Apple TV, but it has a built-in Apple TV. So I don't fucking know. Talk to me like oh, that. Fan, oh, fan shut fan up. Fan. All right. Um, but yeah, let's move on to our second <laughs> film. I'll let you guys decide that one. Mm. Ooh, Black Orpheus. Yeah. Oh, wow. Get this one. I'm just. Cha- uh, I just like uh, to change up the the order a little bit sometimes. Finish with John's. So. I'll take it. I'll finish with the movie for me, and I have no issue. Oh, with John, that. I didn't say we were finishing with yours, did I? We're not going to talk about yours. <laughs> oh, we're just going to skip over it. Move <laughs> oh, on to next yeah, week. Yeah, well, next week we're talking about. We're talking about Norbert. Norbit. We're going to talk about Norbit. <laughs> Sorry. I'll let you guys do that podcast. Okay. Yeah, pass I'll, on that. That's just going to be a Nate movie. Podcast. Tune in next week for a two and a half hour long podcast on my in-depth. <laughs> okay. Black Orpheus. Um, <laughs> ni- 1959. Uh, sorry, I didn't come very prepared. My notes are right here. Uh, 1959, directed by Marcel Camus. For those of you who don't know the story of Orpheus and Eurydice, forbidden Greek love. And uh, this guy's kind of a trolley conductor. And he's about to get engaged and... He falls in love with this beautiful woman who just happens to be Eurydice, and his name just happens to be Orpheus. Uh, Spencer, this is on the Criterion Channel. Um, This is a classic movie. And Uh, HBO Max. And HBO Max. What'd you think? Uh, (laughs) um, I'm very open-minded when it comes to movies. I like to go into every movie with an open mind. Black Orpheus. I had kind of the same reaction I had with this one than I did with Armor Armor Cord, as in it took me a while to understand the style because it's very different as opposed to any kind of other movies we see. Uh, There's like a lot of like, all right, story, 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 festival dancing, story, story, festival dancing, story, festival dancing. It's like, okay, okay, great. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) Um, But like Uh. the story itself, I was interested in. I like the whole like on the run stuff. I like the stuff. I like the death character chasing them. I thought that was actually really cool. And I also enjoy movies about other cultures cultures i had known nothing about like an armor cord that like culture like slice of life in italy this one it's like a slice of life over over there so it's, it's very cool it's awesome cultures dancing uh, i'm a little mixed on it though yeah i i echo some of your points i do like to see movies that take place in other areas of the world where you can kind of see how other people experience life back in the late 50s it's interesting take place in brazil and it was funny because i was actually watching the movie i'm like where is this and then the very next shot was like that statue in rio de janeiro 
on the mountain. Mm-hmm. It's like really yep. far away. I'm like, yeah, like oh, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, the oh, statue okay, of that's, Jesus. There, yeah. that's where we are. Oh. I had no fucking mm-hmm. idea. I had to look this up afterwards because I was like, what the hell was that story? And it is mm-hmm. like, like you yep. said, Nate, is it's that classic kind of a, a classic Greek story. I um, loved the story. That's um, go yeah. ahead. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, and you know, you have to appreciate sort of, and I guess in this time, a modern take on that story. This movie bordered on realism. There was no other music in this movie other than the music that was taking place at the festival, whether it be from a distance or whether you were in the festival itself. So I thought that it didn't do a very good job of building tension, like say when that person was chasing her, or just building emotions through the characters. There was just nothing there other than the shots themselves to do that. So this movie scene it brought me back to design a cinema where it's like this is realism. This is a you know a movie that you don't see very often, but that's what this movie was. It used it kind of reminded me. I don't. This is a very deep cut. It kind of reminded me of a film that came to Amazon Prime last year or two years ago called Guava Island. It's uh, uh, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover. Have you heard of it? Rihanna's in it. But no. it's a. It's a basically a, a uh, music. It's like a film of his album. But like he did some story of like this guy kind of like after him for like money, but then he'd all of a sudden go into like a music video of of his songs. Like he would do like promotion for his music, but mm. also he made a film out of it. But it's only like forty five minutes, and it actually is kind of cool. This one was like a feature length version, an hour and forty eight minutes in a way. It was a lot. It was a long time. I feel like this movie could have been cut down to thirty minutes. Personally, I, I think there were about thirty minutes of content here that was story, and then the rest was just dancing around. Shots that could have been cut 15, 20 seconds sooner. But you know what? I mean, th- that's just one interpretation. So I, I w- I'd like to hear what Nate's thoughts are. Moi? Me? <laughs> oh, God. Um, where do I begin? I went into this movie negatively because I didn't expect it to win. Um, I did not vote for it. I, I kind of wish I did so that I could say, oh, I knew it was going to be good all along. I knew I was going to like it because I liked it. A lot. Um, and I like stories that have to do with like the mythology and story behind it. And you can see all the little things from the story that like coincide with the myth. Um, like the dog that's named Cerberus it just has to do with the Greek mythology of the dog that guards uh, the underworld. And just like the three headed dog from Hades. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Harry that's Potter so cool. And just how the way I'm not going to, I won't talk about the mythology in deep either because it could potentially spoil things in the movie um but for those of you who know it you you'll already know it felt like you said with armacord but i like the feeling of this town everyone knows each other everyone gets together and celebrates and it's just seeing this different culture this is something that we would never do like of course we get together on holidays like these guys do but they just take it to that extra it's step like mardi gras a little bit yeah, that's kind of what it mm-hmm. reminded me of it's just this whole street festival type thing and everybody's yeah. down. And everybody's the costumes, enjoying I mean, it. It was really cool to see. I definitely, I definitely liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was like it kind of just went on a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I thought, I thought this was very performance driven too, because the guy who played Black Orpheus, Eurydice, or whatever her name is, and even the girl who played uh, Mira, his like fiance or whatever, I thought mm-hmm. their performances were really good, even though they were a little over the top for the time i can kind of accept that um i thought the way they like conveyed empathy and you saw the love kind of go back and forth like before they even met you could kind of feel that building and they were just really sweet to each other and 
just this whole not expecting to like it thing really set in half hour in. I was like, I sh- I'm glad I'm giving this movie a chance because I'm really starting to enjoy it. And I ended up really liking it. I'm sorry. I'm glancing down at the Wikipedia page because I had to refresh myself on the plot because some of the Greek mythology stuff and the regular stuff, I, I don't know Greek mythology too well. Like I'm not an expert on it. I can kind of catch things here and there. Um, but I kind of wanted to re like kind of remember like what was going on and how it completely it. relates to it. But I'm just looking down and seeing some uh, random stuff, like some facts about it, like the influence it had on some other people. Apparently, it was Barack Obama's. Uh, her, it was his mother's favorite movie. I actually saw that. <laughs> and this also had a huge impact on a Korean director named Bong Joon Ho. Which I thought that's interesting. I didn't know bon that. Bong Joon Ho. I just randomly saw it as we're talking. It is ninety percent <laughs> certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, and the audience has an eighty-seven percent. So again, it won the Palme d'Or. It won the Best Oscar for Foreign Language Film. It won the Golden Globe that year. I mean, it's definitely acclaimed for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And. I just, it was because of the atmosphere and how I knew the story relatively once I kind of read into it a little bit more. Um, It all just came together and I just enjoyed it. It just had a bunch of different elements that were able to keep me involved. I liked the story. And I know, John, what you said with the music, like it wasn't Mm -hmm. really in some of the chase scenes. I can see what you mean. And maybe a little bit, maybe if they had kept the party music going. Just, it would yeah, have still had like the know? tension because the party's going on, but this is happening in the background. Almost like a I know what you did last summer type feel. There's a party mm-hmm. going on, but the person that scene can't in, get the, away. in the warehouse, mm-hmm. like there's no music. It's just yeah, shot, 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 and then you move on to the next yeah. thing. It was just it was just strange. I'm fine if a movie has no music mm-hmm. though. Like I mean, it definitely helps. Yeah. It just yeah. Like it didn't, like, it didn't bother it, me in this one, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. kind of a chase sure. just in it. I think they were allowing this warehouse or wherever they were to kind of have nat sound like with the echo and yeah. the wires and stuff where they were climbing and then of course when the Orfeo comes running in like a superhero in his pretty gold leotard it's uh it, it gets yeah. it's uh, uh gets pretty entertaining <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah that was black orpheus you guys want to grade it and want to grade this bitch sure sure um ah uh, that <laughs> i guess no 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 uh-huh. um it just okay no you know what we can talk about dolores claiborne it's fine no Don't no no it. we this Just is chill. how the podcast works so grade the movie move on to the third one is Black, it or, Black or Feo. I, I don't even know my grade for this. Yeah, go ahead, John. I got to think. I actually know Nate's because I accidentally glanced on it, and I'm glad he, you know, you know. Hey, I could have uh, changed yeah. it. Black or Feo is how they pronounce Twerk it in the is. movie, so I pr- I refuse to pronounce the S. But I just this again, just just like last week, not really a movie that uh, appeals to me. Um, you know, you got to appreciate the attempts that they made, and they did. You know, the great costumes. You know, shot pretty well. But I didn't really like the entire tone they were going for. I didn't like the lack of music, how it kind of just, it seemed like, it literally just seemed like realism to me. And that just bothered me. It just didn't seem like it needed to be that type of film. So I, I, I gave this one out of five. I just, it wasn't, obviously. I've predicted your grade on Nate's movie for two perfect weeks. It's pretty I easy. I predicted you to grade off for Armacord the week before that came out, and I predicted you to grade for Black Orpheus last week. And now, Both of yeah, which were one out of fives. I am not going that low. Uh, I definitely appreciated the movie and, I guess, liked it more than you did. Um, but I still wasn't really satisfied with it. I think I just – it was different. It was something I wasn't expecting, and I'm not going to fault the movie on that, although, I, I mean, you like what you like. You don't like what you don't like. So 
I'm giving it a two and a half out of five. I liked Armor Court a little bit more just because I could, I don't know, attach myself a little bit more to the, no. the characters. I was a little more interested in the story. This one, less so, but I was still kind of had that same feeling. as like, I'm intrigued, but something's not quite there for me. And uh, I did like the Greek mythology stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was interesting. That's all I really got to say, though. It's, uh, yeah, two and a half out of five. It's not me. every okay. movie that Nate picks that I don't like, because there's been plenty of weeks where his movie is my favorite movie. Tale of Princess Kaguya was my watch. favorite movie of that week. I think I gave that four and a half out of five. And Nate, stop making those little faces, okay? <laughs> right, there's plenty <laughs> of movies that, that I choose. That this podcast was on video. I know. <laughs> Your facial expressions are perfect. <laughs> no, and you know, whatever. I don't need to defend myself. I didn't like it. Sorry, Nate. Um, sorry, I was stuck into Nero mode. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this movie a lot, mainly because I went into it not thinking I would like it, and a lot of times that allows me to bypass my expectations and i really enjoyed it and i thought the characters who played orfeo and eurydice worked perfectly and i thought it was awesome um and it just made me want to go there go to brazil and just enjoy what was going on during their festivals because they had a blast from morning to night like everything was fun um and with the greek mythology behind it kind of thing that's one of my favorite little side subjects is just learning about stuff like that and that whole story and seeing how they put it in film form. I thought they did a pretty good job. So I'm going to stick at a four out of five. Not the greatest movie ever, wow. but I did find myself enjoying it. Pretty high, I will say. Yeah, but, Not so much but then again, you, I can find the good in most movies. Typically, yes. I can, I can yes. be a little open. <clears throat> but yeah. Well, that's well, four out of five on Criterion and cool. HBO Max. Check it out. There you go. Well, that brings us to our third movie of the week, which has good old Kathy Bates from uh, another <laughs> Stephen King <laughs> uh, in, in, in movie, um, Misery. But this is Dolores Claiborne from 1995, directed by Taylor Hackford. I don't know who that is, but that's who directed it. Um, where Dolores Claiborne is accused of killing her abusive husband 20 years ago, but the court's findings were inconclusive. Christopher Plummer was the detective, and she was allowed to walk free. Now, yet again, 20 years later, she's accused of killing her employer. Nate, what do you think of Dolores Claiborne? Yes, that Mackie, Christopher Plummer's character, has got to be one of just the most despicable characters I hated his guts <laughs> the entire movie. I'm like, why does this guy have to be an asshole? He must have been born out of his mother's butt. Well, you know why he's an asshole. Because he's an asshole. Well, he's convinced of something that <laughs> happened a motive, in the past. Right? Yeah. Well, there is, but we can't get into that. I, no, no, no. Well, he's like... 85 out of 86 cases. Oh, I know he that. one case that wasn't closed. Yeah, but that's why he's such a fucking prick. I know, movie. and it's yeah. the fact, and it's kudos to Christopher Plummer for making me hate him so much. So that just shows how good of an actor he is, because I hated him. I hated his stupid flashback mustache. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> like, enough. Oh, like, that made man. me so mad. Just kind of like, you know, seeing him. Come dude, on, I don't man. know. It's but Christopher Plummer all thing. the money in the world in five days. Give him some credit. And got an Oscar nomination. Yeah, leave him. the guy alone, Nate. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Pity. Um, well, it's his character. <laughs> but, John, you pronounced it wrong. It's pronounced Clayben. Give me a... Is it? It's oh, 100% yeah. it's not, because okay. they say her Miss Clayben, so. or Miss St. George. Very different names right there, but... Um, nice try. Loved Kathy Bates. I typically do in anything that she's really in, even if it's, like, Bad Santa, too. Um, but... Let's do that. <laughs> uh, I didn't even know she was in, she but, Mrs. Claus nice in that yeah thank you thank you um she's 
a riot in that movie. But she wasn't as good as in Misery, of course. Academy Award winning career defining role. Misery. I know. Oh, it's because you guys God. have seen it, so I can't choose it. Sorry. Well, oh, that's, that's a... now. Yeah, we'll talk about that's it later. Welcome to Nate, 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 talk about it. One, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> okay. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah. Kathy Bates. Not quite as good as Misery, but I think she still had a powerful role. Just this woman that you... Everything that she did, like even some of her little movements, some of her outbursts, you, I partway through, I wasn't sure whether she did it or not and whether what she was getting was right or wrong mm. jennifer jason lee just needs to stop looking like a sourpuss she like, had a I rough lo- upbringing i know i know but okay. it's it it was it was just just the, the whole time she was just plain bland monotone the wow. entire time and i understand she had that situation but her even her angry emotional like her outburst just didn't feel i was like oh it was like her character never came around as she just had this like this the kid who always holds their parents their parents accountable and just never moves on with it mm-hmm. it's always affecting and, them and i understand where you're coming from with that but i will say like i loved her in fast times at ridgemont high i just think for this role just she needed more more of a variety of emotion even though the whole movie had this overwhelming dread her argument in the fi- one of the final scenes in the courthouse i was almost like bravo you just pulled me back in because she went on like full defensive daughter mode mm-hmm. and i was like oh yeah that take that christopher Plummer, you dick huh <laughs> yeah. how do you like that <laughs> yeah. but um and I'm, I don't mean to hate on her. It just it felt like in the movie she was just kind of a little bland as far as her character went. But that scene in the courthouse definitely saved it for me. Stephen King adaptation, not his worst one. Um, yeah. There was some odd color hue and saturation choices that I thought were a little bizarre. I don't know if you guys noticed anything like that. <laughs> the eclipse was kind of like a flashback, so I think they were going for sort of like a flashbacky vibe. So maybe like you a can fantasy make that argument kinda. a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a dream fantasy type yeah. thing. Yeah, and I can yeah. No, I can see that. This yeah. I put off watching this one um because of John, because of last week, what you did. What did I do? I might need a yeah. refresher. What did I do? I will happily refresh. <laughs> so you okay, we were announcing the movies that we were gonna watch for this podcast at the end of the episode last okay. week. And you had forgotten and Nate and I were like, Oh, we remember and then you were and then we had it kinda like like Nate started to sound it out. He's like, Dol-, and you're like, oh, Dolores Claiborne. And the way you said it, <laughs> I just was like, I'm not watching this movie until I have Dude, to. Dude, I do that shit every week. <laughs> so I waited. Which was yesterday. <laughs> it was, uh, it was or- Monday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Wait, when did I watch? Yeah, I think it was Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, I, I put that aside. I, I locked it. I threw it away. And I watched this movie. I enjoyed this one. <laughs> yeah. I was I was interested in this movie because of the way the story was told. I liked the opening, how it's like it makes you think one way, and then the movie kind of unfolds and goes along, and then you learn more about her characters. You learn more about the flashbacks. You learn more about the father uh, and Jennifer Jason Lee's character. And I was just interested in the movie. It was a little too long. Like, it kind of stretched the length a little bit too much and, and stretched the story a little bit too long because it's like, yeah, it's two hours and 12 minutes. A little bit too long for this type of story, but like you guys said, or like Nate said, Kathy Bates is just a phenomenal actress. Like she can literally carry a scene so well mm-hmm. against anyone she's acting against, and everyone has to act in circles or try to act in circles around her. And she's like, "Nope, 
I'm I'm Kathy Bates. Bitch. I'm better than you. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if either yeah. of you guys have really invested time in American Horror Story, the season that she is in. I've seen. I've it, seen yeah. that whole uh, season. Well, she's in. Um, she's freak in show. Freak Show. She's in the one that like, takes... she's buried for a while, and then they dig her up, right. and she has to come back. That's the yeah, season. I, I remember. She's. I mean, she's a great actress. No, and yeah. she, she's phenomenal, and this this movie is no exception. She's just she carries it. I mean, although Jennifer Jason Lee is also, I think she's good in the movie. I think she plays the character well. Kathy Bates just good. kills yeah. it, man, and I hate myself for not watching Misery. Most of all, because it's Stephen King. You know, I want to see everything that he does because Maine. You have to appreciate it. Um, but yeah, she's just she really does kill it, and I didn't mind the length. I didn't really feel it because nice pun. it just the the story develops over time, and it and I think the length of the movie kind of attributes to the the dreary dark kind of just disgusting tone that it's going for and i will say maine is not this depressing this movie makes it out to be very depressing in maine and sure if you go out to matinicus island and live there for your whole life then maybe you're gonna feel like this but <laughs> it's not this bad it's not this bad but yeah i know i really like the atmosphere they were going for they they made this this fishing town just seem just awful and you know i i liked how the relationships sort of develop over the course of the movie like especially with her uh her employer without spoiling it but yeah it, i i like the relationship with that character a lot it, it changes a lot over the course of the film i i feel really bad i feel like i just trashed jennifer jason lee and yeah like, <laughs> i mean i totally get um, what you were saying no, I see um, your, if, if you're out there i apologize <laughs> you you really weren't that bad i just it was it was it great was and was your character. I don't, I don't, yeah yeah and I still have fast time to Ridgemont High. Like, come on. That's that's Jennifer Jason Lee. That's her at her best. Yeah. Well, I mean, this one's very quick uh, because there really isn't a whole lot to say about it other than just, I think it's, I thought it was a well-told story. Uh, I like the script and the performances were really good. Like you guys said, some of the uh, imagery with the flashbacks, like the very like orange sky was a little like, like it's a little weird, but it was a 90s thing. It was okay. It still worked. And, but I I do kind of liked how they, they used color to tell the story as in like when it's present day, everything's cold, everything's blue. And then with the camera like movement and then the color change, it goes to warm and it's flashback time. And it's, it is kind of cool. And I, I, I understood why they did that. Like kind of like uh, the movie we watched in search of Fellini, it drove me nuts the way he would do it. This one, it kind of drove me nuts a little bit too, but it was done a little bit better. But yeah, I mean, Kathy Bates is just phenomenal. She's the reason to see this movie. I'm surprised she didn't get any like nominations out of this one. Uh, me too, man. Didn't get any nominations. I'm, I was, anywhere, I thought it had, but, um, honestly, critically, it's pretty acclaimed, but uh yeah it's one that i probably won't want to watch again now that i know the story and it definitely deals with some heavy and dark material but i enjoyed it for what it was i'm gonna give it a three and a half out of five beautiful okay okay i I would definitely watch this again i think um i love jennifer jason lee she's awesome in this um (laughs) all right (laughs) you really came around didn't you i did all it took was five minutes and a little bit of fast times in my mind just to get my appreciation back um but i actually matched spencer's three and a half out of three funny enough um three and a half out of five yeah uh, i thought kathy bates was phenomenal she always is and uh American Horror Story, she's great as well. And yeah, Jennifer Jason Lee's just phenomenal in this movie. And I thought Especially Christopher Jennifer Plummer. Jason yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep saying her name because I feel bad. Um she's a lot of I names. take back what I said about Kathy Bates being the reason to see this movie. Jennifer Jason Lee is the reason Actually, to see this Actually it's John movie. C. Riley and it's that main accent that we said we were gonna talk about. We, we didn't, didn't talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah, we said we that, would that main accent. He tried. <sighs> you know, he really tried, but it was a little bit too chippy for me. A little bit too well, upbeat. It was too Boston to me. 
They you gotta, tried. you gotta come up north a little bit further if you want to get that kind of accent. <laughs> Actually, my dad watched this with me, and he he agreed that it wasn't as good as Dead Is Better from Pet Cemetery. So. They tried. Yeah, you gotta well, this movie it. was actually shot very far north because it was shot in Canada. It was actually shot in Nova oh, Scotia, Spencer, Maine. which I've been there, and it's it it looks a lot like Maine, realistically. I mean, you saw the movie. It does. It does. They even mentioned yeah. Jonesport. Like, they I did. Yeah. They mentioned Bangor. Yeah. They Bangor. mentioned uh, the Bangor Machias or something. Oh, Machias. Yeah, yeah. All these towns mm-hmm. I know of. So if you're not from Maine, you oh my god, we're from Maine. We're in a movie. Yeah, we're from Maine. We're from Maine. You guys know we're from Maine. Yeah, but it's a red lobster. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I uh I had. Probably Ooh, it's highest. almost. Oh, it's um. Oh crap! Wait, Lighthouse? you forgot with the nope. fifth, the five. Oh, it is Red Lobster. Yeah, it is. Red Lobster is good. Yeah, yeah. not we're good. That's that's quite a throwback deep cut for our channel. But uh, I also really liked it. <laughs> Kathy Bates, Jennifer Jason Lee was obviously the top of her game. Christopher Plummer, John C. Riley. There were other actors. I love the color tones. Didn't bother me in the slightest. Yeah, it was a it was a, it was a great film. Good story. Love how they unraveled the multiple layers of this movie. Four to five. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Okay. Right. Wow. Four out of five. Was not expecting oh, that. Of, oh, no. You no. One out of well, five. Yeah, let's not forget that. Because you gave it the other two a four out of five. Okay. Mm. My bad. Um, but yeah. Okay, cool. Dolores, Dolores Claiborne. Yeah, Dolores Claiborne. Or it's actually it was, Dolores Claiborne. It uh, is actually not on HBO Max anymore because it just got taken off <laughs> because it was the first of the month Sight. yesterday. Yeah, but you guys can go So you could not watch it, but it was on HBO Max. <laughs> um, or you could rent it like a normal human yeah. Yeah. being. $2. Uh, you know, don't break the law. So, so you could watch this movie. It's not on this streaming platform, and you can't get it. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're well, too. So, so if you have in seen Playboard, though... Let us know what you think about it. Yeah. I genuinely don't know what I pick next week. I'm trying to figure it out right now, but we post the results later now, so I don't know. This us to the next part of the podcast where we talk about the movies oh. that come out next week. You, you okay over there? Oh, you remembered? Okay. I forgot. Um, so we put up a poll every Saturday in our stories, and basically it's two movies. We each pick two movies, and then you guys have to vote which movie we talk about in the podcast. Uh, so my pick, the one that won for me this week, I put it up against How Green Is My Valley?, and Rashomon, and Rashomon was the winner. So that is the one that we will be talking about. It is on HBO Max next week. It's from a very acclaimed director. This is a very acclaimed film, John. So uh, this movie is very high re- highly regarded, and I am looking forward to checking it out. It's something about that takes place in a taxi. Shit. Spencer, do you know what it is? Oh, okay. Now I know. I don't want to tell I'm you. Sorry. I just want you to figure I, it out. I'm I not going to be able to figure it out. Basically, I have to make you put, you put it up against you put it up against we talk, we need to talk about Kevin and Night on Night Earth. Night Night on the Orient Express. What is it? Night Night on Earth. <laughs> night on Earth. <laughs> so so John, so John, what is the one that we're watching for you next? Night week? on Earth, starring Liv Tyler or Winona Ryder. I don't remember. One of them is in it, and uh, it's, uh, it takes place. John, that was one of the Winona funniest Ryder things you've ever it? said. Oh, That's, oh my thank god! Thank you. Night on <laughs> Orient Express. <laughs> I, I tried. I really did try. Oh, I don't know anything about it. Genuine. It's the boring spinoff. Uh, I don't think mm. it's on. I don't think it's on HBO now, or Max. I think it's on Max. Amazon. I tried to find something different to switch it up so. a little bit, yeah. but yeah. No, it's, it's also on the Criterion channel, too, for Fuck. those of you who... Is it really? It is. Yeah, it's on Criterion. Yeah, it's yeah. Jim Jarmusch. Yeah. Very uh, very hipster director. Ooh, I'm kind and of hipster. And what's the lead actor won Best Actor, I think, for uh, Life oh, is movie? Beautiful? It's on and... HBO Max. Shit. Yeah. Night on Earth is on HBO Max, by the way. I just looked it up. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so those yeah. are... 
those were the three movies. Uh, were those movie dudes? Um, oh, we only talked about uh, two so far. Huh? We have, no, we, we definitely one, talked we, three. Now that we, we talked about, I believe you have one. I one, you have one more. Do film. Not, I do not have I, th- those movie dudes. I do, three yeah. movies. Yep. Three uh, movies. Yep. Every single week. Three. Okay. This is week like. He did say three movies. I'm okay with two. Night. 14. I can do two. Night two. on. Okay. I, I my movie was Dune. Oh yeah. David Dune. Lynch Dune. Yay. I've uh, been wanting to see it, uh, hoping the new one, if this COVID thing, you know, could uh, fuck off. Um, <laughs> if that ever comes to the screen, uh, it would be nice to be able to compare the uh, two and uh, see how it's going and maybe read the books. I probably won't read the books. Um, I've actually almost but, picked this yeah. like five times, so I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. Should I go up and, uh, and dig out the Blu-ray of this? No. Ooh. Because I, I blind bought this movie like a year ago and I still haven't watched it, but now, I, now I'm going to have to. Holy shit. So, Did you I, buy the Bull Moose because it was seven ninety seven? It'd be disappointing yeah, it was, if you didn't it was definitely use the that Blu-ray. Bin. That'd be very a missed yeah. opportunity, I would say. But for those who don't have the Blu-ray, it, it's on HBO Max. Yeah, so watch it of course it is. Only fifteen dollars yeah. a month. And, and message us if you want to watch it at the same exact time. I will schedule that. But if you guys don't, I'll figure out which ones like lured me in. That was awkward. <laughs> you guys can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, us. Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. We are there. We're available. Um, and yeah, follow us on Instagram at those movie dudes to uh, you know get snip out uh, clip outs of the podcast to get information of what movies we're going to be watching and to help vote on the polls mm, every Saturday. So right. uh, and yeah, I genuinely don't it think me. it's on Stitcher. Like if you look on Stitcher, I don't think you're going to find it. Does Stitcher even okay. exist? Well, I don't think it's real. I will figure out how to get on Stitcher so those who have Androids can listen to our show. Right, well, um, that's it for me. And toodles. Yeah, I I guess that's it for me too. Bye. All right, guys. It's midnight and eight at eight fifty-five. Um, I'm looking at my movie shelf. I'm thinking I'm gonna uh, <laughs> recommend a movie for you guys. For those of you guys who watch Solo, thank you. And for those of you who didn't, fuck you. Um, let's go with. Hmm. There's a lot of movies over here. You guys think an animated, or you think it a silent movie? I'm thinking a silent movie. You guys want to watch a silent movie? I'm thinking silent movie. You know what? Watch Anatomy of a Murder. It's not a silent movie, but it's actually pretty good. What are you, Truman Capote?